I'm Ray Rogers. You're listening to Fix This, a podcast exploring tech ideas and solutions to some of today's largest challenges. Pop quiz time. What mammal can live up to 70 years, weighs two and a half to seven tons, lives on land, and is an herbivore? It's the largest land animal on Earth, the African elephant. Elephants dine on roots, grasses, fruit, and more, and they're important to the environment around them because they play a key role in dispersing seeds as they roam about the land. But elephant populations are shrinking due to human activities ranging from illegal poaching to deforestation from things like logging and mining. Conservationists are working every day to understand and protect these valuable animals. Dr. Daniela Hedwig is a behavioral conservation biologist. She is also a research associate at the Center for Conservation Bioacoustics and lead for the Elephant Listening Project at Cornell University. We sat down to discuss how more than one million hours of acoustic recordings of elephants provides data and knowledge to conservationists on the ground working every day to protect these animals. The datasets are part of the Amazon Web Services Open Data Sponsorship Program. The Registry of Open Data on AWS makes it simple to find datasets made publicly available through AWS services. Here's Daniela. We aim to uh, contribute to the conservation of the Central African rainforest, and we focus on the forest elephant because they are a key species in the ecosystem, and that's because they are major seed dispersers, so because they are dispersing the seeds of large tree species, they play a crucial role in maintaining the structure of these forests. We uh, work with conservation organizations on the ground in Central Africa, uh, and we provide them with the data and the tools to monitor the elephant populations and also our human disturbances, such as illegal gun hunting for ivory. And we focus specifically on developing and implementing acoustic monitoring methods. So um, we are basically eavesdropping on the elephants and the poachers in the forest. So over the past 20 years or so, we've been working um, all across Central Africa in many different sites with many different partners. Um, our current main site is located in Northern Congo in the Nuabalendoki National Park. And there we work closely with the Wildlife Conservation Society and the Nuabalendoki National Park is part of a very large complex of uh, three protected areas uh, that cover pristine rainforest uh, spanning across uh, Congo, Cameroon, and the Central African Republic. What do poachers primarily want the elephants for? Is it still ivory? It is the ivory, yeah. Um, mm. Once an elephant gets killed, usually, you know, people from the village go and gather the meat as well, but it's primarily targeted for the ivory. And the forest elephant is supposed to have specifically beautiful ivory. It has a bit of a pink uh, coloration to it. And when you're setting up all of these different monitoring points, what does that look like? Are they hanging in the trees? Are they on the ground? Does it disturb the elephants? Uh, no, and that's exactly the key. It doesn't disturb them. It's completely remotely. So in Northern Congo, we have um, installed 50 acoustic recording units over an area of 1,250 square kilometers. And all the units are installed in a tree. They're hanging down from a branch about seven to eight meters high so that the elephants can't reach them. <laughs> And uh, the, the recording units are um, enclosed in very hard uh, cases so that um, 
curious critters like monkeys and uh, uh, also termites can't really damage the recording equipment. And we, uh, we, we, set the, we install the uh, units in the forest and we leave them there to record <coughs> continuously. Um, and in Northern Congo, we are now almost, uh, we are recording almost five years now. And every four months, our team visits each unit to change batteries and get the SD cards with the sound recordings on it. In the lab, we process the sounds with automatic uh, detector algorithms that help us to find and account the sounds of the elephants and also the gunshots. And then with these data, we can create detailed sort of heat maps of the distribution of the elephants and also poaching in the area. Gunshot detection is a really, really crucial part of what we're doing. So we're called the Elephant Listening Project, but sometimes we, you know, jokingly call ourselves the Gunshot Listening Project. And uh, even though we're primarily focusing on the elephants in order to protect them, we need to have a better understanding of where the poaching is happening, where the, where the poachers are after the elephants. And that's critical information for the conservation managers on the ground that are um, managing the anti-poaching patrols and allocating those anti-poaching efforts. And can you tell us a little bit more about how you're working with the Congolese conservation groups and also researchers on the ground? One of our main pillars are is capacity building and training. We don't want to um, do the monitoring ourselves. The goal of our work is to take us out of the equation and let the people on the ground in Africa do the, uh, the monitoring themselves. And that has been really successful in Northern Congo, where our team of um, three Congolese nationals is now running the what we call the acoustic grid almost independently. A new center is in the works for data analysis. When is that set to open and what does that look like? The Northern Congo project has been really successful and that inspired a lot of other protected areas to set up similar projects. But the problem is that often those sites, they, they just don't have the capacity to do it themselves. The staff doesn't have the necessary technical skills to set up the units and maintain them. And then often they don't have the, the computational capacity as well. They, they don't have those expensive computers that you need to analyze the data. So the idea of the center is to uh, provide training and also centralize uh, data collection uh, across the region and analyze the data from all those different protected areas. What are you hoping others will accomplish with this data, glean from this data, and how is the cloud helping you to improve collaboration among researchers? We are super excited about this. Um, we do not only record elephants and gunshot, but also a myriad of other animals. So for instance, we uh, record gorilla chest beads, we record African gray parrots, crocodiles, frogs, crickets, airplanes, chainsaws, and rainfalls. So it's basically the entire uh, soundscape of the ecosystem. And we have done this now for almost five years at a landscape scale. So this is really a true treasure case that can help us understand the behavior and also the ecology of individual species. Um, but we can also use the, the these data to better understand what drives uh, biodiversity and particularly uh, changes in it. And that's you know, especially um, important in the face of climate change and global warming. 
it's really capturing the audience's attention about why we should all care about how these elephants are doing. Um, not just because they are beautiful, majestic animals, but also because they're really important to maintaining the rainforest health, right? Like they are, as you said, um, one of the main seed dispersers. What other roles do they play in um, the ecosystem there? Um, one other role is, for instance, they make resources available for other species. Um, elephants are very important in uh, creating forest clearings, for instance, and they create those forest clearings and keep them open to access mineral uh, rich water or mineral soil. And uh, those minerals are also important for other species, for instance, the African gray parrots or um, buffalo or forest hogs. Um, and without the elephants opening up those clearings and making this available, they wouldn't have those resources available for them. And so what's next for the project? What do you see on the horizon? Acoustic monitoring is still a pretty, pretty labor intensive uh, job. To give you an example, our team in Northern Congo, every four months, uh, they have to spend uh, up to three weeks out there in the forest to uh, visit each of the 50 units. And they do all of this on foot, rain or shine, often in the rainy season, it's, you know, it's raining and you get completely soaked and you never drive for three weeks. Um, it's a really, really tough job. And um, we need to find better tools and methods to uh, retrieve the data in a more efficient way. We need uh, remote data retrieval systems and what we also need is to get the data out of the forest uh, faster than every four months to really enable the people on the ground uh, to um, have the information to make informed decisions about where and how to allocate anti-poaching patrol. If you liked today's episode, peek back into the archives at a previous conversation, episode number 11, to hear a chat with researchers from Cornell University who are using open data and machine learning to track bird migrations. And join the conversation on social media with hashtag FixThis by AWS. Thank you to our guest, Danila, and thank you for tuning in. If you liked today's show, please remember to subscribe, rate, review, and share. We'll be here on the next one.